Welcome to another episode of Campus Talent Podcast. My name is Tayyib Abdul Qadri. As you all know, or if this is the first time you are joining us, the Campus Talent Podcast is about students who are making different career moves, taking advantage of different career opportunities, building their capacities, and contributing to societal development while in school. We bring each of them to this episode so that they can share their experience and others can benefit from it. On this episode, I have with me Zainab Bopola. She's a fresh graduate from the University of Ibadan, where she studied archaeology. While she was in school, she served as the first female president of Federation of Ibadan Student Union, FIPSU. It is an organization where they promote Ibadan's heritage on campus. Right now, Zainab is serving as a youth representative at the Ohio State Youth Parliament. So don't be surprised if I'm addressing her as Honorable Zainab on this podcast. On this episode, we talked about her experience as a young woman leader, as a young archaeologist trying to promote Ibadan's heritage, and also what she intends to do as a new parliamentarian who has just joined um, the Ohio State Youth Parliament. So stay tuned and enjoy the rest of this episode. Thank you very much. Um, it's a pleasure to be on campus talent podcast. I really appreciate the opportunity given to me as um, an honorable member. So, um, to buttress what you've said, um, honorable Kukola Zinabdayo, um, and Ibadan born uh, culture tourism enthusiast. I was born into the family of Isaliafa in Adirogba, Labiron, Ibadan. That's Ibadan Northeast. And I obtained my bachelor's degree in science from the Department of Archaeology, University of Ibadan. I graduate and I've served in various capacity. When I was on campus, I was the first female president, Federation of Ibadan Student Union, um, an honorable member representing Ibadan Northeast in the Oyo State Youth Parliament. I've worked with the special assistant to the governor on student matters when I was my final year and many others. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So while, while you were in school, you, you served as the first female president of um, FIPS, that's Federation of Ibadan Student Union, uh, just like you mentioned. Yes. So what was the experience like for you? The experience was nice. It was also challenging. As the first female president, you understand, I was um, more of culture inclined. I was kind of, okay, what can we do to promote our cultural heritage with this um, platform in the campus? What can we do differently? From, say, student union, apart from um, executives in all of residence faculty and department. I joined them in 2018. So I'd been able to gather experience from my previous leaders, worked with the presidents of the association, like three presidents before I later became the president. So I'd already gathered a lot of experience. I also joined some organizations on campus because it's a more of leadership related uh, inclined organization you get so I've gathered a lot of experience to build demand too and during 
my tenure as the president because I have a wide horizon already. I was able to I was able to leverage on international events because I noticed that organizations that are non-governmental focus on these key um, programs. So I was like, okay, there's nothing different from us and theirs. Like we should be able to emulate some good things and that's why I thought of um, World Cleanup Day, World Tourism Day, whereby we organized essay competition in honor of Engineer Dr. Sanusi, the Chief Executive Officer of Village Resort. Um, we celebrated Ibadan Heritage Week, and we also participated in national convention and cultural events, whereby the association got um, two to three certificates they get in my tenure. Yeah, inter- interesting. Um, and I was saying, um, you you actually did a lot of things. But um, one thing I'm curious about is this: your magazine that you published, the first I I got that is the first magazine you published for the uh when you were president for the organization for FIPSU. Uh, so the title of that magazine, I mean, the cover story was about John. So I'm curious, what 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 does that mean? You know, it it relates to Ibadan, the word Ibadan, which is spelled as I-B-A-D-A-N in English. Okay, so um, everybody believes that uh, we are in the modern society and uh, but there's always a flashback of what the past is really like because I remember um, during my days in university in the Department of Archaeology we have a very, very key mentor like that. He gets a scholar, Ben Afang. He was like, okay, no past, no present, no future. Like the past is the key to the present. So in this current time or this current situation, there is always a flashback of what had happened in the past. And when we bring the case of Ibadan into limelight, we will notice that, okay, Ibadan had already had this name of Ebaldon in the in its history. And when we look at Ebaldon, we notice that okay, um some military legends of Yoruba land had already done greatly for this our um land. Talking about Lagelu, do you understand? So it was during that time that they formed the name Ebaldon. They call it city of Ibado. So eventually, because of this um paroje like in the Yoruba way, it was turned to Ebado. You guess with apostrophe. Ibadon. You get so after sometimes after the advent of the military and oil and colonization, everything I had to have the like the English like way, which is uh, Ibado. But the original name for Ibado is oh, the original name for Ibadan is Ibadan. That's the founding name you get. Okay, so it, it was. So that's later... why we thought of okay, we are what we are celebrating is Ibadan, and okay, we can take it back to the past a bit, and it will make people think about okay, what's Ibadan, what's about, and they will to check one or two things. That's it. So you, you actually took people back. Um... A memory lane to remember the past. Yes. 
Yeah, so so it's actually a way of connecting people with the past. So from Ibadan to Ibadan. Oh, interesting. So yes, and when you look at the magazine, they have a lot of um stories inside, like a fusheton, like the um biography of the late Olubadon. I mean the forty-first Olubadon. We have uh, a biography of the first indigenous vice chancellor of the University of Badon. We have a biography of engineer Dr. Sanusi, the chief officer of Ladu Results. We have um, an essay compilation of the first, um, the winner of the engineer Dr. Sanusi um, essay competition that we use to mark our um, World Tourism Day. So we have a lot of stories, insights, historical events, yes, in it, whereby people can learn one or two things about Ibadan heritage. Oh, interesting. Ibadan is really rich in culture. So let, let's let's yes. move um, a little bit away from Ibadan and talk about uh, FIPSU um, and yourself. When you were uh, the president of FIPSU, can you recall any challenge that, that you faced because you are, you, you, you are a woman in that position? that you had any challenge that came up as a result of being a woman because yes i will actually say that i faced little challenges although it should not be a challenge but of course there is always conflict of interest why is this lady being why is this lady a president why is not male sometimes why you call like when you call um, some personalities and like, but to introduce yourself as the president, are you sure that I'm not talking to a female? I say, sir, you're talking to a female actually. But Did you actually explain still, that? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, several occasions. So, and also uh, trust because in the case of, okay, can this um, lady deliver? What's her ability? What's her capability? Can she really do it or Let's just see. Do you understand? But a lot of people were surprised because the way I took FIPSU was like, oh, this is my um, indigenous thing and it should be protected, not just any organization. Do you get? So it really helped me. And a, people, a lot of people were appreciated that. So um, since talking about challenge now, have, have you ever experienced a situation where, um, you know, the other um, gender men, they try to, you know, cross the line between professional and personal life? So, you know, why why we want to build our capacity on campus? I'm, I'm saying this from, um, from the experience as a student, too. When I was in school, I tried to network um, because I knew that it was important for my professional growth. And um, some people, as women... Um, you you try to network too. You try to meet people just because um you want to build your professional network. You know, has has there been a case where it's now you know the the men now turn it into maybe making advances or something? How, how do you deal with that kind of situation? Uh, I've actually already had a lot, but with the little experience, you have to cross the line between say not to help me for this purpose and coming to my own personal life is the reason why we have anything to talk or something is because of maybe what you came there for so there should be a boundary where we are going and all so as a lady 
you should always be bold and you should be able to like stay on your foot or your feet rather you should be able to differentiate between okay when yes 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 stand on your feet you should be able to differentiate okay what is the next thing that is actually going to be pleasing to you so anything that will not be pleasing to you and your head only sorry yeah you should not go for it i beg fine so so from your experience now uh, as a leader, you've taken different leadership positions. Uh, what, what are the most important qualities you think a leader should have, especially if you're a woman? Yeah, as a woman, the most important leadership quality you should possess is um, one, boldness. You have to be bold in all situations. You have to be able to, okay, um, break the bias within you first and you can only do that by okay um for instance if yeah it's a person whereby you fidget a lot you have to know yourself and be able to conquer that um situation by taking up a lot of things and inquire like working on yourself yes work to work on yourself very well and all, and you have to be knowledgeable. You have to have you have to have something there, whereby okay, if anything or any topic is being brought to your table, you should be able to provide a solution. Because as a leader, you face a lot of occasions okay, challenge. For this, for instance, the one you mentioned earlier, you should be able to know how to manage situations. Do you get? Yeah. And remember, um, remember. Um, have one thing or the other you should be able to provide solution at the right time you get so you have to have knowledge you have to um open yourself to a lot of readings and all then you have to be sympathetic like you have to you have to um be open to people have a listening ear and as a leader another important quality is to be committed and hardworking so hmm. anything that you do, just know that you have to um, give your all to it, hundred percent, and you have to deliver the best for the progress of whatsoever engagements you find yourself in. Interesting. Boldness is is top on of the list, and also you you should try and first of all work on yourself before you work on others. Break the bias within yourself before um, trying to break it. Um, outside yourself interesting so let's talk about archaeology now you studied archaeology uh what what benefit did you recognize or have you recognized now from studying this course you know why you were even studying what what benefit do you think is 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 there for you that you'll be like um i would i would rather choose even if 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 it is my next life i would choose to study archaeology because of that benefit you could say that because of that benefit. Did you get me? Yes, I get you very well. So um, there are a lot of things that you stand to gain as an archaeologist. Like, for instance, you have various specializations. Like, as, as a professional, your um, course has a lot of specialization that you, could, you can discover which aspect do you like exactly and 
why do you want to go for it? So there are some specialization in archaeology and there are some that I love personally. For instance, now when it comes to um, doing um, this research and contributing to knowledge, like doing research on cultural heritage, um, the behaviors of the earliest ancestors and tourism. Tourism is very key as a professional in archaeology. Then there's this aspect of digitalization of archaeology, like digital archaeology, whereby you promote the um, the um, process, like the feedworks and important engagements in the field of archaeology and the media. That's where we can open what we are doing to the world. You understand? Yeah. Then there's this aspect of zoo archaeology. I'm not really um, very endeared to it like that, but zoo archaeology is actually nice for people that want to consider it. Mm. What area of specialization are you actually interested in? Tourism. Tourism. I see. So when you talk about tourism, will you, will you want to talk about how how much you have um, dived into that special speciality and talking about Elijah Resort? Thank you very much. So um, tourism is a broad um, process, is a broad uh, discipline whereby in this um, situation of, okay, hospitality, learning about the past and all. That's where tourism comes in. So as a professional, you have to be able to commercialize organizations and Elagi Resort has done a lot in this regard by firstly bringing things that will interest people. And when we talk about people in the tourism industry, we call them tourists. So what's really drive tourists to your organization? What do they want to see? So in large resources, for instance, we have a aspect there where we call it art gallery. So this art gallery, so this okay. art gallery showcases a lot of historical um, information. For instance, it operates a open museum whereby these um kings, the monarchs from Ibadan land, mm. from the f- first Olubadon to mm. the 41st Olubadon were being displayed. And also the statue of Ibaoluyole and Bale Oluyedun is also on display. Then we have um, the traditional staff of the Olubadon. The content on each of the each, each details on the stars is being showcased to people whereby, okay, as a tourist, when you come, come to the resort, you will start to, okay, understand um, what the content in the stars looks like, you know, the snail, what it means and all. You understand? So we also have another segment for all these um, warriors like Moremi, um, Odua and other culture, like we dive into other culture. So that's what I okay. find interesting in 
studying archaeology and working in La Jerusalem as a whole. Mm, okay, I'll, I'll like to rephrase my question so that we can eat the nail on the head. Um, you said you specialize, you want to specialize, or you have already specialized in tourism. So my, my question is, what do you find interesting about tourism? And what have you done to, to, uh, to explore your interest in, uh, in, in tourism so far? The first question is, what do you find interesting about tourism? And how have you, you know, explored your interest in tourism so far? Uh, make like you can personalize it as as much as possible. Um, talking about, you know, one thing you like about tourism and why you chose to um, um, be an ambassador for Elijah Resort. Okay, thank you very much. So, uh, tourism is very significant to us as human because a lot of people. People like to entertain themselves, to move around, to check. Because as a human being, we are inquisitive. We are always willing to know more, learn one or two things, and relax at the same time. So as tourism is like, is an hospitality industry. Do you get whereby you have access to different amenities, attraction, activities, accommodation, and all. Do you understand me? So that's what I find interesting in tourism, that you can be able to um, relax at the same time, learn new things about the past. Then how I've developed the interest so far. So there's this um, program that we run in the association when I was on campus. It's um, part of our, yes, it's part of our Ibadan Heritage Week. It's called um, Ibadan Tour. Yes. So this Ibadan Tour, we were able to um, move from one tourist destination to another in order to... Um, it's like a relaxing mode for our organize, uh, our members in the organization. At the same time, it's opened them to different learning um, processes because... Yeah. Yes, yes, because what they've not even seen before or the tourist, the tourist destination they've not even witnessed before that, okay, they just uh, maybe bass tower, oh, you can see usage, you can see Cocodome, you can see this thing, and how tall this spherical um, stairs, how it's like. So it's all, all these things are fascinating. At the same time, people want to go close to it. So we try to... As a president, I tried to set up a committee to, to work on it, and we were able to tour Abado during our our um, visit process. So some of the places we went to include um, the National Museum of Unity in Alesh Lawyer. So a lot of people, even within Ibadu, said they did not know okay where the National Museum of Unity is located. You cannot imagine. So taking students and UI students generally not it's all the, because this tour uh, process was not limited to Ibadan indigenous. We opened it to the university students as a whole. So we go, um, took them to National Museum of Unity, Bawas Tower, the Olubadon Palace. When we got to the Olubadon Palace, we saw um, a camel. And people are like, oh, so this is how camera looks like. So all these reality were being seen live. And 
then Bauhaus and finally we were able to um, tour Ilaji Resort as well. Okay, you said you also toured, um, you visited Ilaji Resort during your um, Ibadan Heritage Week. So was it then that you got um, the appointment as an ambassador for Ilaji Resort? Or was it before then? Was it after then? I was like, because, you know, Ilaji Resort okay. is, is, is helping you to, you know, explore the aspect of tourism. More. So we are still talking about tourism. Yes. So it was actually during, um, in 2020 that I um, got into the system in largest resorts was before the tour. You understand? It was actually before the whole tour process and all. But I, my first visit to the large resort was when it was opened in 2018. So I toured the gallery and I was inspired even as an archaeologist like get just getting to the system in i was in my turn level then so i was like oh so this place will actually do more good to me as a professional than any other thing then all i had in mind was okay just uh, maybe a museum i would look for a museum in ibado but getting to ibado in 20 uh, i mean to ilaji resort in 2018 widen a lot of my horizon so i'd been in the system since 2020 yeah it was in my final year as um elagi social media marketing ambassador so that's what i started with thank mm. you so you're fascinated with the um tourist attractions there yes yes just like you mentioned yeah, you mentioned the gallery and some other places. And it is important for us to know that tourism is like oil, is like the oil industry. There is a complete sector, an industry on it as a whole, because it can help us in the state or in the nation. I mean, or your state and Nigeria as a whole, or personally in maybe a private um, life to boost the economy of our region it's has a lot of importance attached to it it can help us to generate a lot of revenue for our economy it can help us to do us create thousands of job opportunities whereby a lot of people maybe graduates of, of the same interest who have the opportunity to work in such industry and at the same time it's not only limited to Okay, say exchange in Nigeria, we can always leverage on um, foreign exchange. Do you understand? We have a lot of museums out there in US, in British. We have watch museums. We have a lot of exhibitions on display outside the country. So it can also bring about exchange, foreign exchange, and say a whole lot for us. But in this aspect of the country, we've not really had enough um, attention in the tourism industry. Although we are trying, but it should go a long way than this current situation. Okay, what do you think is needed to bring a lot of attention to tourism so that it gets, um, we are going to get the benefits in terms of economy, in terms of um, in terms of boosting our economy and all of that? But what do you think needs to be done? Because when you talk about tourism, people don't want to visit countries that um that are not um, secured. Um, 
you know, we have issue of insecurity in Nigeria. What do you think can be done to to actually bring a lot of attention to tourist attractions in Nigeria, just like we have it in um, Dubai right now? Okay. So what you can do, maybe as the government, like in the government um, prastata or as a personal um, brand, I'll, I believe that we should firstly discover what are the important tour attractions that can boost the economy. So after um, discovering these um, attractions, we should focus on who are our target audience. Is it the um, adults? Is it um, foreigners? Is it um, secondary school students? And all. Then with that, we can equip the place with what will suit the tastes of the um, visitors. Mm-hmm. Then we have to package it very well and seek for partnership. So with all this, and it is important that we have a website for such um, brand because everything is going digital. Mm-hmm. If you, you might be a Nigerian now and you are outside the country and you want to tour around the facilities that are in your state, once you type it on Google, from 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 like this, you should be able to you should be able to yield results. Mm. Do you understand? Then you have to market it very well so that, okay, it can't reach the peak and everybody will find it interesting. People will refine it and all. So I think it's important and we should equip it with culture-related materials. It is very important so that, okay, we can bring the past to the present as possible. Mm. Awareness is important and also, you know, bringing culture-related um, materials is also important. Yes, yes, we get it. Right, let's move on. Um Okay, now, so what, what do you think of the purpose of life for all human beings? What, what do you think we came to do in life for you, from your personal view? I believe um, the purpose of life as an individual is to be, um, to hold steadfast to Almighty God. We are created for a particular purpose. And when we check our religious book, say Quran or the Bible, we notice that, okay, we have to do something and for ourselves and at the same time help others. That's where service to humanity comes in. Do you understand? So we should be able to assist one another. We should be able to love ourselves, love other people, and do um equal there should not be um discrimination say discrimination yes you have to treat people equally regardless of the religion race gender and everything attached does it interesting so what inspires you in terms of challenges when you know troubles come from 
all this side? What 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 inspires you? What's your routine to you know get back on track? Okay. So sometimes I meditate, I go on a tour because when you see a lot of things, you say you'll be elated and all. Then I relax and that's all I do for now. Okay. Can you mention one thing you like about the way you were brought up? Yes, um, one special thing that I appreciate about the way I was brought up is the learning, the learning process. Because when I was young, my parents are like, like my dad now is a teacher, and anytime, oh, your mathematics is this and that, you have to learn this, you have some things to complete before you resume back to school. Uh, because I stayed in boarding house, sometimes my dad would say, oh, have you done this topic? And also, the process has always been interesting for me, you understand? And getting to the university, I was able to um, meet with new friends and I was able to um, be accommodated amongst different people because... I've already gained the experience when I was in body now. I was I've been able to live with different people. So getting to invest in community was really sweeting. Interesting. You're going to mention one thing again. <laughs> uh, you're going to mention what you like about Unibado. Okay. Uh UI. UI is the first and the best is the prestigious university. Mm-hmm. So what I like especially prove, prove, it, prove it to us prove it to us why is it best you are uh, <laughs> we, our standard is top notch it okay. is undeniable mm-hmm. yeah so and uh, we have always been ranking first 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 in the university um distant calendar so what i like especially is the system of education and um other engagements on campus i could imagine if those um engagements were being sidelined i could imagine if we focused only on academics no extracurricular activities so i really appreciate that they add um the inclusiveness of all this so that people can develop themselves personally and professionally yeah, so what what other thing do you like about archaeology? Do you want to say tourism? Yeah, what I like especially about my course is most of our feedback aspects. I love going on trips like feedback because most of the times whenever we are digging during excavations, I prefer digging than maybe pouring the sand or saving it. So I've always loved the feedwork experience and it has been nice. Like so you've, you've had that experience where you had to go to a place to dig, so dig up something? Sure, three times. Three times. Uh, as an undergraduate, you should fulfill the corpus like for three semesters. So I we visited 
Oyo when I was in 200 level and in 300 level, but due to COVID, we did our excavation on campus in final year. So we went to a place in Oyo. The place is Jubilee. Okay. And uh, yeah, so Why we chose a site. Our our Jubilee. Okay. This is like an abandoned settlement, yes. Okay. This is like an abandoned settlement, but there are a lot of deposits of cultural materials in the in the environment, I mean the soil and all. And we were able to discover a an human skeleton mm-hmm. during one of our excavations uh, in my own level. We discovered um, a skeleton in one of those pits that we opened. Mm-hmm. And it was like huh? Mm-hmm. Some people are like, ah, people are opening someone's grave. Can you call, call? But it goes beyond just opening grave. We, we were able to, um, because we had forensic classes before going to the field school, and we were able to, okay, discover what happened to this grave. Is it a shallow grave or is it a normal barrier? We discovered that oh, this grave is a shallow grave. So what warranted it was the um, age range of the um, buried person. Do you get and the position and other materials found in the vicinity of the barrier? So we were able to discover some things and take some soil samples to the laboratory. Do you get so all those things are fascinating. About it, you like it. <laughs> so we are wrapping up now. Um, this will be one of the last questions I'm going to ask uh, before we wind down. So, if you could give advice to a student now, what would it be? You know, when you were back in school, I, I think you should recall that when you were in under level, if you could go back to under level, what would you advise yourself? <laughs> okay, so uh. As a student, okay, I'm also a student of learning. Whether I'm a graduate, there's always a master's and all. So I always advise my fellow colleagues to be hardworking because when you have the thought of going through your um, notes and all, at least two to three hours, because I remember during our orientation then, they told us you people should find time to okay read for at least two to five hours per day all of us were like ah how is it possible and for some of us were able to cope with it and at the point we dropped it well we should always have that mind of being at working and and at the same time as a student you should it is good to have um academic background at the same time have a skill that you can always reference to like it is very important as a when you get out there you have to pass on your uh, academics you should have something to show because Nigeria nowadays is not about white collar jobs so we have for instance the school is on ASO strike now so these two months we should be able to use it critically so that okay when you go back into the um, academic work and you've already acquired one knowledge, it will help you to think differently. And at the point service can boost your academic performance by choosing a particular field that you want to narrow yourself to. 
So what should we expect from your office? You, we've not talked about um, or your state youth parliament, or your state youth parliament. Um, what, what should we expect from your office and you know the entire membership in the yeah, next in the next two years? How much. long are you going to serve? So, we are we are serving for two years. Two years. So what, what should we expect we get, from you? Uh, we inaugurated February, so uh, the our state youth parliament is an inclusive body for the youths in the states whereby we will be able to um legislate on important uh, the important issues about the youth so as a parliamentarian some advocacy and sensitization programs are what come to my are the things that come to my mind that okay I should be able to do this for my constituency you understand so um Having this um, interest of the youth and the women in my constituency, whereby I will be able to empower them about different leadership opportunities because we have to all be in the system. We have to gain one exposure or the other as a youth and as a lady or women. Then I want to sensitize people about um, sexual assault and um, female genital mutilation. These are key um, problems that we face in the um, current society and it, sh- it should be kicked against. Then um, the aspect of tourism and cultural heritage, it should not be neglected. We have a lot of, say, palaces within um, my constituency. For instance, we have everything palace. So we should find a way to make it look suitable for tourist attraction at the same time invites people to this um, side of the um, constituency then uh, I have this drug abuse um, notion it has been found amongst youth especially in my constituency so a lot of people tend to abuse drugs. They take a lot of things that are intoxicating to the old body system. Sometimes a lot of people fail to do medical checkup. They will not even have that belief of one medical checkup or the other. At the same time, it has affected them a lot. So all these things are the key five things I have highlighted that okay, I should be I will I will focus on during my administrative work and all as a parliamentarian. Thank you. Mm, interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Thank you for so much for your time. I wish you um, all the best as you represent Ibadan, not East constituency, right? Yes, thank you very much. I really appreciate you. Um, thank you for being on Campus Talent Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure. So, thank you for listening to this episode with me and my guest, Zainab Popola. I hope you fix one or two things from our conversations. And if you have any comment, just drop it for us on our social media platforms. So, uh, before I end this podcast, I really want to talk about, just mention something about Asset Strike. Because there's a bone of contention now for so many Nigerian students. Those that are in federal universities, particularly those that are in, in public-owned universities, they feel the pain right now. I know that there are some other students in this same country who, who don't 
you know feel what know even know what it means to to stop your your career stop activity academic activities they don't know what it means to to have your dream shattered literally shattered because of irresponsible government government leadership this is this is what we should say this is what we should say because and i think this boils down to um the seriousness of government and their lack of empathy for the nigerian population because if you feel the the pain of of nigerian students if you if you if you if you, if you feel the pain of nigerian students you it would have been resolved it would have been resolved but this is just a sad reality and we students just need to buckle up learn a new skill if you don't have any skill and you're under your belt upgrade the skills that you have there are so many free and digital courses now on the internet where you can learn and if you if if you are facing because myself when i when i was starting out to learn digital skills one problem i face is electricity is a problem data subscription is a problem but you you would you would have to just find time that is convenient you just have to struggle with it this is where i cope then back then when i was when i was struggling with data subscription and and electricity you know i would just have to you know calculate the time that we have that there will be electricity and make sure that that time is the time i'm going to use to learn whatever i want to learn and if it is data subscription they they are they are unification like night subscription you can you can try and wake up at night to do whatever you want to do there are ways to solve these problems if it is data or any other thing i wish you the best of luck and i hope this time around is not a waste of time for you the asset strike which is going on we don't know when it is going to end because of the attitude of government but as it is just make sure you're doing something with this time until next time bye